Hi, and welcome to Non-Fungible Queens, a podcast for the queens and the in-betweens. I'm Hodel Hill. I'm K-Duck. Welcome back to another episode. Tonight, we're super excited. We're sitting down with NFT Sushi. Um, you know, she's an artist in the space. She's currently working on Adventures of Pip. Welcome in, Sushi. Hey, uh, thank you for having me on. I, uh, I'm really excited to talk to you guys. Yeah, I'm super excited to learn about, you know, all the awesome art you're creating. So uh, why don't you first start and tell us a little bit about your background? Um, you know, how long have you been an artist? How, how did that kind of come about? Uh, well, I've always drawn, but I wouldn't say I, I, I wouldn't class myself as an artist until quite later on. Because um, a lot of the stuff I did was kind of just doodling. But I tried to start taking it seriously a few years ago, doing some Twitch emotes and uh, some Etsy posters, which did not do well. And I've still got a bunch upstairs in a bag. But then I remember being in a Twitch stream one day and somebody was looking for an artist and they were looking for an artist for a Web3 project. And so I did, I'd never heard of NFTs or Web3 or just, just any of it. But I was looking for work at the time to try and just see if it was possible to make a living through art. And so I took on the job and I ended up making the full project, which never released, but taught me just unlimited information about the market and how NFTs should be made and the art side of it and then the side you should avoid and things like that. And it just kind of created an obsession with it, honestly, because I'd never seen so many like young artists and independent artists create such a, a big and passionate community just based around their art like I love seeing the DK motion profile pictures knowing that that's just him animating things he loves and yet people get so excited and so passionate about owning it it's just a really cool thing to see but uh, as soon as that as soon as that opportunity came up I was I was straight on it and after that I that's that's super awesome you know um I think Hill can relate a lot she really um I, I'm not on the Twitch streams as much <laughs> but I know she is, so I think you know she can relate. I do to, watch a ton of Twitch streams. Yeah, yeah to finding. I love that. the little emotes, the little subscriber emotes. So yeah, I hear you. and I love DK Motion too. So it's funny that you mentioned him. <laughs> His work is insane. Yeah, so great. So but we want to talk more about you. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> so what kind of what kind of art were you doing before then? Were you doing art um, like at all and selling it? I know you said Etsy a little bit, but like what, I guess like what was your like medium? Like were you painting on canvases? Um, how Like what kind of, how were you creating it, I guess? Growing up, I'd always just had pen and paper. Um, I remember when I first wanted to get into the Twitch emotes, I had to save up for a while, get my first iPad. And when I did, it took a while to realize it wasn't quite as easy to use as I was hoping. Um, but once after a while, I started to get into it a little bit more. And then I met my partner who is a full-time artist, which helped a lot because he could just kind of, if I was doing something wrong, if I was struggling with something, or if I, I just couldn't quite figure it out, instead of running to YouTube and watching a 40 minute tutorial on it, I could just say, Hey, like, I hate this. Why do I hate this so much? And get some like genuine feedback straight away. So I might've missed out on like the university courses and things like that, but I also got a lot of one-on-one -on -one help that I think a lot of people don't usually get, like especially drawing the doodle scenes for a while. Like I, I managed to, like I st they're still not where I'd like them to be, but I, I know I improved uh, quite a lot in like a three-month period. And that was just mostly because I had a lot of help <laughs> at home, which 
Yeah, so I know you 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 were a, a part you still are a part of the doodles community. Uh yeah, I don't own a doodle. Um I did kind of around Christmas time, but I'd had to sell to cover some like IRL yeah. stuff and well, you know, once a doodle, always a doodle. So Yeah, that was the reaction. <laughs> yeah. And I was gonna mention that the you know, the way I found you on Twitter was through your doodle derivatives that you were doing. You know, um obviously on Twitter we have a lot of super talented people that, you know, are, are doing derivatives of different projects, especially in doodles. And so yeah, I, I saw some of, of those um derivatives you were doing when they uh, you know, when you released them and, and they definitely caught my eye. I, to be honest, um, regardless of ever owning a doodle, like I could delete that part of the experience altogether. I don't think I'd be where I am uh, with it when it comes to just having the confidence to post my art or when it, like just with my ability. I don't think I'd have come as far without having doodles as a focus to draw for a while because I was so stuck on what I actually wanted to create. Like the doodles emotes were these cute kind of characters um, whereas the Etsy posters were these kind of like darker anime girls, like kind of spooky, like Junji Ito inspired ones. So that's two very different color yeah. palettes. <laughs> I had no idea what I wanted to draw. And then I started to draw the burnt toast thing and I realized I liked the color palette, but I was struggling because I've never done that much anatomy drawing. So I, like drawing hands was the most challenging thing ever. And uh, that's when it was like, oh, well, just take a few steps back uh try and draw a simple character that you just enjoy to draw enjoy drawing and uh that was when pip came up yeah so tell us a little bit about pip i've been so excited to learn more about pip um yeah tell us kind of obviously this is you just said how that's kind of came about but um you know give us a little intro well i've been drawing like kind of okay but also terrible characters for months and not showing anybody trying to create a character that I felt like I liked and it just it they just none of them were quite right and uh one night I was sat there at the computer and I was I'll sit there sometimes from like kind of 2 a.m till 6 a.m and just try and draw and one of those nights it was the night I drew the very first pip scene and I had all the concepts for pip and just kind of it was all easy for like it had never been easy before whereas drawing for pip was more simple because i could draw whatever i'd liked like i'd been lucky enough for a while to work up just live off commissions but as grateful as i was for that it still feels quite limiting when the 10 hours a day you spend on drawing none of your own stuff you can't really develop your own style whereas now with pip i, I can just sell my art and so i can kind of develop what i actually want to draw and that was a challenge for a while yeah I've heard that from many artists actually um you know there there's so much great inspiration around but it seems like developing your own style your own color palette like that would be so challenging I I'm thinking of like me trying to do that and I'm like I don't even know where I would begin it's really difficult it's a lot of trial and error I'm s still nowhere near what I'd like to be drawing but getting closer I think slowly yeah so tell us kind of the the character of Pip how how that came to be like the 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 backstory behind Pip so Pip is there is kind of a little bit of story from before you meet him that I don't really want to reveal yet because I want to illustrate it towards the end okay. of the collection 
but he has he has a background he is surprisingly powerful like he's uh he's got a lot more to him than anybody realizes yet but he's currently just out in the wilderness trying to find a place where he can build a little house and i'm hoping on the last scene on the 100th piece it'll be him kind of in his little house with i'm hoping a all the colour palettes so far have been fairly limited and the last piece could be maybe all of the colours and maybe a little bit oversaturated, but just a fun piece that celebrates the fact he finally found somewhere. And a lot of the pieces leading up to that, like the Seven Days of Pip event, I'm hoping can drop in little kind of secrets and spoilers from the past and like future ideas for Pip. Like, I don't know how much to say so far so I don't know how much I'm going to illustrate but as of right now Pip is a very powerful very small little yellow seed and he makes a squeak when he walks <laughs> adorable. I love that yeah Pip is so cute I see people um with like their profile pictures and like Pip pop popping out behind them or they're holding Pip or something I'm like oh so cute but um the thing that I really loved was that, so you meant your, the pieces on foundation, uh, one by one, as you said, the thing that I love the most is that you do write a little background in the description about each piece, each individual piece. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the story is fun. Like I enjoy writing anyway. Uh, so it's nice to have a little bit of background. And I feel like then I can kind of, in a way, tie together the, the, the different scenes, which and I suppose they don't need to be tied together, but it feels nice to know there's a story behind it and eventually it's going to lead somewhere. Yeah, that's really cool because, you know, even if you're on from the collector standpoint, you're collecting this piece of art, but then you're also collecting this piece that's telling a story. And, you know, art does that in general. It's usually up to the, the interpretation of the collector or whatever, but it, I love this different point of view of getting getting your vision on the piece, basically. Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's hard sometimes to write the story. I, I was uh, sometimes you'll start writing the story beforehand. I have an idea for the story, and then you'll start drawing it and realize that oh, actually, I don't want to draw a mountain there. I want to draw like a seventy foot rhino, and so then you'll change the story to go with that, and then realize actually I, I can't. I don't want to draw a seventy foot rhino, so I'm trying to find a balance of like potentially I was hoping to maybe get some other people on board because eventually we'll want to open up a discord so that I can actually talk to people one of one when there's a few more holders and I was hoping I know Whiskers NFT have a, a law smith on board I think it could be really cool to maybe find uh, a young person in web3 that's maybe trying to become a writer in, in the scene and collaborate with them on a few stories as well yeah, that, that'd be awesome. So your plan for Pip, kind of the roadmap for this starting, um, these starting pieces that you're developing, what is that? The roadmap so far, um, I'm still honestly trying to figure out how much is going to be achievable because it, like in, in my in my dreams, you know, Pip is, Pip is super successful and we're able to give back a lot to host a lot of events. Like, but I also want to make sure I'm, building realistically so the, the plan right now is to release the 100 uh, nfts of just pip and then to move on to the creation of a profile picture collection and i would want to make that collaboratively with community members so I'd, whether it will be live streamed on twitch or in like a discord uh, or somewhere like that where people can actively like, give traits or say like hey that color would look better 
I think that would be really cool. And then once the profile picture collection drops, I'm hoping from that we'll, I'll be able to support myself and the, the, the future of Pip through it. And then it went, then that's when the dreams kind of come into it, right? It's like, I'd love to be hosting events, whether it's like we could meet up at a small coffee shop and just paint some Pip scenes, or we could do a huge like New York City NFT event where it's like an immersive experience. So you walk in and you're almost in like the Pip Wilder. It's all blues and yellows and like drinks that are different one of one themed. Like, I love that, you know, a real immersive experience, like getting a glimpse into the world of Pip, but essentially a glimpse into the like the your mind. You're you cre- you're the one creating, you know, Pip. So it, it's like a glimpse into your mind as an artist. I suppose I don't really look at it that way to be honest. But it really is. I mean, if if you sit down and think about it. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So you'll mint a hundred pieces of this collection, all one of ones. Um, they they go on auction on foundation, yeah. and then after the one hundred, that's when hopefully you want to move on to the profile picture project with the community. Yeah, Pip won't be in the profile picture collection, uh, but people that hold the profile picture collection will get the free mint and the whitelist, of course, but. I'm hoping the PIP one of one holders will kind of get maybe extra giveaways or an extra access level in the Discord or just some some kind of pack uh, beyond that of like the one of one of the profile picture collection holders and things like that. Like, well, I, it's essentially like the genesis of PIP. Yeah, the, the one of ones. Yeah, basically. It's always great to reward your holders that way. Yeah, I've been trying to do a few. Uh, giveaways and things like that like I'm, I'm hoping I have a really cool one organized over the next week or two um, just trying to like finalize as many details as possible but it's <laughs> nice knowing the certain amount that comes in I can also like, give back like we've done mm-hmm. one with noodles and juice box friends so far and it was so much fun to talk to the founders of those projects and create art for them and it's yeah shout out to Sarah you know another queen juice box friends Yes, I, I love Juicebox friends. They're just they're just adorable. Yeah, and and I love that she was like, "This is purely about the art, like nothing else. So don't expect anything else. This is this is an art job." Yeah, yeah, it. no roadmap, just art. And it was lovely to speak to her as well. She was super supportive of Pip. Uh, super happy to post about it, which was nice. I wasn't expecting anybody to kind of. At that point, I think Pip had fifty followers, so. I mean, we still don't have many, but I, I know the account didn't look great at that point, but it, she still said yes, and it helped a lot. Yeah, you know, I think, though, it, it's just about, like, seeing these pieces of art and having it speak to you. So, you know, the more people that see that see the art and are exposed to it, hopefully they'll, they'll feel the same way as all of us do that see it. Yeah, I hope so. I had one person uh, say once on, on Twitter that, a piece specifically the whale I think it was the final piece in the seven days of Pip event that it really resonated with them and then another person today that had yet just yesterday purchased that they got the the orange juice Pip and it was because oh, yeah. they really like so that was juice. that was tone was that Tony yeah <laughs> and yeah NFT Blondie so yeah I, I um I, I work with Tony and um, they were super excited to get that piece. Honestly, that was so sweet. When I realized, I think that was the first ever like transfer or secondary sale Pip has had. Um, 
That's awesome. And it was it was just really sweet to see. It's nice knowing they they're going to places that actually care about the project and they like the art and they're invested in Pip because that I thought it would be a lot longer before I would be able to see things like that happen. So it feels really lucky. That's awesome. I, I love that. You know, I'm I'm sure it's a great feeling to, you know, see see your work and so much that you put into it, you know, be appreciated. Yeah, it's it's amazing. I had somebody uh, one of the very first, I think it was the, the first ever Pip Holder message asking to, if I could email the original JPEGs across so that they could get them printed in their house. And it was like, well, of, of course, but really? Like, that's really cool. Oh, uh, yeah. Please get a photo of them. That sounds amazing to see. And it is, it's, I've, I've had the support of some really cool artists as well, like Banana Candy. He's been really supportive of Pip so far, which has been cool. Oh, I love some banana candy art. Shout out to him. He he's he's doing great things as well. Yeah, the profile pictures—they're just so you can spot them from a mile away. They're so yeah, cool. yeah, it's very cool. You know, and I love that. I love that so many creators in this space are taking, you know, other artwork, other projects, and putting their own spin on it. You know, that's what's like—it's like the coolest thing for me to see. I love getting like derivatives of my doodle and supporting yeah, smaller you have artists. So <laughs> like it's one of my favorite things to do in the space is, you know, support and collect and just have them basically interpret their it from their point of view and their style. Like I that's such I think in my opinion it's such an underrated part of the space. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's I, honestly I remember first getting into the space I had no idea that profile pictures were going to end up such a genuinely like large part of it but it's so yeah cool i don't think see. anyone probably could have predicted that no. everyone would be using animal pictures as cartoons as their profile pictures yeah it's it's definitely a surprise but it is, it's a good space to be in I, like i feel like that crazy kind of nft person at any event when somebody says they're a small artist or they'd like to do some art like i was at a restaurant with my partner a few months ago and there was a kid there that drew, like, um, superheroes and, like, just some really cool pieces of art. Like, you don't want a Batman in some cool pose. And he had been sat at a little table by the front just drawing. And so he went up over and, like, asked about what he was drawing and things like that. And he ended up, he was trying to sell them for, like, £20 a piece. And it was like, you feel like that crazy NFT person being, like, please just make a Twitter account. And, like, you could... You, just you could actually be yeah. selling these you don't need Start to be sat in your mom's cafe like. yeah but we, we grabbed one of the pieces and it's so cool like um maybe send a photo of it it's like a oh. yeah it's like a thaw piece sold in a hammer it's just it's insane he's got the anatomy down and everything but it's just this young young like kid sat in a sat in a restaurant and it's like you think you don't want to be the crazy nft person like hey you know you could actually make a living from these but you, you kind of do because if you can help you want to help yeah, I was gonna say you you should a hundred percent be that person because like <laughs> if you can you know help one person change their life like that's worth it. Yeah, I agree. I think if you, when you can get people to actually listen, it's it's amazing. I just feel like we're still at that point where not that many people know what you're talking about. And it's, yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough yeah. um to grasp and explain, but um I agree. You know, hopefully. Hopefully we're moving in the right direction. And, and people have preconceived notions too. Yeah, that, that is Definitely. true. 
Yeah. And it's not always, you know, positive. The, the positive light. <laughs> See, it's a lot of artists that I've been fans of, fan, a fan of for years during the NFT space and immediately just get hit with so much criticism because of it. And it's like, it's crazy because they're making a good decision for them past like I, I feel like people that always see it from like the actual artist standpoint like it is knowing you're doing something you love but you're also not like you're an artist but you're not drawing any of the things you want to do you're working for big corporations or whoever you are like whether you're doing tiny twitch emotes that's just every single person wants themselves as a cute tiny chibi character in the same three poses like I would just make templates at one point because everybody would just ask for the same thing and it's draining when you know you want to be drawing these crazy things and I feel like a lot of artists get lost in just this cycle of not drawing anything they ever want to draw and then they become kind of almost like a commercial artist but not passionate about it if that makes sense yeah, it definitely makes sense. And, you know, I think this this leads into, um, you know, another question I had, which is this space is all about creators owning their art, taking ownership and being able to, you know, gain revenue and gain royalties. So I think that that leads into the question, have you seen the debate going on about whether creators should get royalties on secondary for their art? Um, Pass. I don't understand a hundred percent of the debate. I think looking at it from like a black and white standpoint is, of course, artists deserve royalties if if the ability to do so is there. But I also don't necessarily understand all the logistics of it, so I couldn't give like an absolute firm, definite standpoint. But I do think, just as an artist, it, it it's a good opportunity. You know, like if you if there's a huge like. So if, if you're a small artist and you've been making pieces that sell for 0.2 for years and then one day one of your pieces gets resold for millions because somebody just loves it and they want to support or for any reason and you don't get to see any of that, like not even an absolute minimum, that must be kind of disappointing, I can't lie. Because that's like, that's life changing and yeah. it's not for you, it's it's still great for the holder and it's still a really good situation, but it would be cool that the artists can still see some of that. Well, I think, you know, what just kind of upsets me and a lot of people is that like this web three, like it's, it's supposed to be different. Like the draw for small one-on-one artists to come in is, you know, the draw of being able to, take ownership and completely own what they are creating and so taking that away for these small artists it's just i i truly hope we never go down that route as a space yeah it was a, it was a surprising move because i do feel like the big appeal of web3 is knowing that kind of no matter what art style you have or anything there's so many creative people somebody's gonna like it and things like that i think are moving the space away from a more like creative driven place to slightly more business driven like which it's always been business driven it's crypto but at the same time it's not there is a lot more like life to it I feel like than the average kind of space to be in and we don't I don't want to take that away from anybody especially not the artists yeah it would definitely be a shame to see 
to see the the space go that route. I think, you know, we're much better than that. We can have, um, we can innovate and we can create, you know, a different standard than what's going on now. But I don't think that that has to be the answer is, you know, taking that away. So not saying I know the answer. I'm just saying I don't, I don't think that's it. Yeah, honestly, I don't know what they could do in place, but definitely keep creators at the forefront. So I had a question. How did you come up with NFT sushi for your name? Are you a big sushi fan? I am. I really enjoy sushi, but I also have a, a lion head rabbit called Sushi. Um, oh, cute. And when I was making the account one day, I just could not think of a name. And I remember looking over him and just being like, I like your name. <laughs> I liked it when I named you. So I guess we're going with Sushi now. I just didn't expect it to stick as much as it yeah. has. <laughs> but now you're That's stuck awesome. with it, right? Oh, yeah. There's worse names to be stuck with. Sushi works fine. <laughs> exactly it's it's very unique i i like it i don't i think like you said it could could be worse i, I play a game sometimes and uh will be at my name on it is sushi and somebody else will be randomly in it and their name will be like noodle or something and i just feel immediately like oh we're best friends now like that works we both have the best names <laughs> that's hilarious so you you also have a collection on foundation um, called a study of shape and colors did you want to talk about that a little bit yeah um of shapes and colors is my little just my sketchbook essentially they are fun to draw there's gonna I, I have a few pieces I'm gonna be uploading there over the next few days there there's no kind of stress no roadmap I don't know how many I'll upload I just the the character I draw the guy with the pink hair it's just art it's yeah it's just it's just fun because you're an artist. I mean, that's what you, you don't do. have to say just it's art. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, you are it, an artist. It's one of, <laughs> one of those pieces that doesn't really have any meaning. I just, I kind of like drawing the people in the squares. Um, and but I'm, I'm looking at guess. one right now and there's, you know, it's, it's a girl, I presume. I don't know if this is yourself, but she's in the tub spoken i'm assuming she had a very long day i can relate a lot yeah <laughs> that's, that's what i'd like I'd, for so i always wanted to just have like a a female character that maybe could be me but also maybe could just be anybody and i like growing up i used to follow all these instagram accounts like there's a, a fe- like an artist i follow called paulina and she is amazing her work's incredible and it's just her subject matter it's a little controversial. Her whole subject matter is kind of like toxic men, um, which she's now moving to like a toxic women's subject matter, which is quite interesting. But her work's very unique and she focuses around one main female character that I assume she sees herself in. And I always wanted to be able to emulate that in my art and have a character that I could put across just doing, just making a coffee or just, because for me, some of the most fun things to draw that I can't, I'm not very good at drawing yet sadly is just somebody sat making a coffee but the coffee mug is like just an orange and there's some really cool lighting and like just real life but made a little bit different and creating her was like I'd, be, I'd just done a Macbeth fan art piece and I, I really enjoyed doing it so I was like how can I make this a little bit more fun so I added some colors got rid of the tattoos tried to make her a little bit more unique and then this past week, I've been kind of brainstorming outfits or hair, just trying to flesh her out more as an actual character so I could start illustrating her in some unique things too. Because 
I love Pip and I, I want to keep drawing Pip forever, but eventually the 100 days of Pip is going to end. Well, the, the 100 Pips are going to end and I'd like to have a solid character I can use as a base for the profile picture collection, as a base for just some tests. Like I've been trying to draw some realism recently and just little experiments and she's a good base to have there to experiment with. And that whole collection, I'm hoping I can look back on in 10 years and be like, I'll either say, oh, that was cool. Or, hey, let's never do that again. We'll find out later. Down I the don't line. think that's gonna be the case. I'm I'm lit. I'm working on the next one right now. Actually, it's in front of me on the iPad. Uh, I was working out before the call. And Ooh, alpha. They they're just really fun to draw. Yeah, I I love like the scenes. You know, like you said, just everyday scenes. But it's why they're relatable, and like that's why people feel drawn to them is because they're things that happen in people's daily lives. I hope so. I, I like I like art you can kind of relate to. And some you can't where it's like there's a 70-foot squid on top of a mountain and it's just, you, it's hard to put yourself there. But it's nice to have the contrast of just being able to draw two people sat on a sofa watching Adventure Time or something. Yeah, so do you feel like you um kind of model your art off Adventure Time a little bit? I kind of get like Adventure Timey vibes. Um, I started watching Adventure Time, I think, three weeks ago, and oh. I'm obsessed with it. I, we, I'm still watching it through at the moment. I watched one or two episodes as a kid, but it I was more of a Disney Channel kid. I, I, I was never really... On, I was too. Yeah, I, it, it just, it never kind of, I, I just never got the chance to really watch it, but started watching Adventure Time recently, and it's been the most inspiring thing I've ever watched. I am like, I'll get screenshots of like, whoa, that cloud is so cool. <laughs> Screenshot that. I'm going to have to redraw that in 10 ways. Like Adventure Time is the best possible reference I could have been shown while drawing Pip. I love it. I wish I'd seen it a little bit sooner. I feel like some of the early Pip scenes maybe would have been a little bit better. But it's, it's definitely some inspiration. I just love it. <laughs> I love that. You know, I mean, that's what it's about is like finding all these things that you get inspiration from and, and morphing them into your own. Yeah, that's it's fun to see. Like, uh, I saw a thread on Twitter today that was artists and their favorite artists. And it, it was quite interesting to see how similar art is, but also how different it is at the same time. It's like two people looking at one color, it's the same color, but they're both going to see it completely differently. It's just it's so cool to see that reflected in, in art and who people like to look at when they're drawing. Who are some of your favorite artists to collect? Or just to look at, I guess. I haven't been to... Uh, we've, I mostly collect art books. We're not much of a collection, but we've got a few art books in real life. Um, and a lot like this... Literally today, on it, I was spending a few hours looking at some of the older Japanese artists. Like I, I quite like traditional Japanese work, um, and there was a an artist called Hokusai. I might slaughter that name. I'm sorry if I do, but he did. I think it was sixty ways to paint Mount Fuji, and it was interesting to see one kind of old subject matter painted in so many cool ways, way back then. That's kind of still inspiring now but then there's another artist you could probably google right now called uh it's c-a-r-l-e-s like carles and then dalmau and he just does 
the coolest scenes of just these little characters. He has like a devil girl and like a mermaid girl and he'll just draw them doing the craziest things or just sat drinking coffee again. But he makes the whole world look so interesting. There's a lot to learn. Yeah, I'm checking it out. That's cute. That's cool. It's a very distinct style. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What about, um, are there other like NFT artists that you keep track of? Or collect there is a couple i'm trying to get up the following list now to see i'm struggling for some reason but there was a, <laughs> a young i think it was split spilt milk i found them on twitter a few weeks ago yeah yeah it's the, their stuff's amazing they're an illustrator and artist from auckland new zealand uh i'm I'm just in love with their cover photo, like their banner. It's just, I love that type of art, like the, the super colourful fantasy landscapes and stuff, but it's Spilt Milk on Twitter. And nice, I think I'll have to a take a look. Great artist. There's, there's so many, honestly. The NFT world's great for finding just new artists to follow. I've, I've seen, a, you'll probably have had a Juicy Jew. She recently started up a collection of these adorable comics on Foundation. Um, they're just the cutest things. I'll try, I'll try and find them. Send a link. I love that. So we just had um, Juicy on uh, two weeks ago with... Uh, two weeks ago, Hill? A couple weeks ago with um, Juicy Cat Bay. <laughs> yeah. So, we, you know, we talked about Juicy's art and yeah, I agree. I know I know, I know, she started minting on Foundation as well. So that's awesome. Yeah, they're adorable. I love the little comic strip type series. They're difficult to draw as well. It's, it's, it's cool to see them. Yeah, I love that. You know, I love seeing other artists support other artists as well as other women supporting other women. So, you know, mm-hmm. that's cool. That's, that's the whole point of what we're trying to do here. So, you know, hats off to you guys. I feel like I always see so much support, um, you know, coming out of all of you. So that's really cool. Yeah, there is. It's, I, I was surprised, honestly, with the amount of support. I feel like a lot of other places feel quite competitive. And it, it doesn't really feel that way. It just feels nice to see a friend win, even if you've never met them and you've only ever like spoken on Twitter a couple of times. It's like, no, I'm you genuinely happy for them. Yeah, I love that. And you know, and that's like that's like the mentality that I want everyone to have. I keep saying, like, I feel like in order for this space to really take the next step, we have to get rid of this us first them mindset. Like we we're truly better together and and we can build together, but not until this battle of projects kind of subsides. Yeah, it's strange. Like, it does feel like there's a little bit of like a founder battles going on behind the scenes. But it's- yeah, and I just don't think it has to be that way. But no. um, you know, <laughs> I'm obviously not in their shoes, so I know what they do is incredibly difficult. Um, I don't, I don't want to be in their shoes, but, um, you, you are in their shoes. You're gonna, you're gonna have a dope project. I hope so. (laughs) It would be, it'd be cool to see. I'm not too excited about all the founder stresses, but. And regardless, you have Pip now and you're building out Pip's whole world. I mean, you, you're already there. Oh yeah, but there's definitely still a lot left to build for Pip. It's just 
it's, it's fun along the way, which a lot of things usually aren't, but you want to just get to like the final piece, but it's not, it's actually fun to draw each step. So what's next for Pip? When, how often do you drop the, the pieces? Uh, well, there is a drop happening as soon as foundation shows it. <laughs> it's, I, I minted it tonight, but it's just struggling to come up. So the, the world most likely be a drop before I go to sleep tonight if foundation can keep up but as of right now I haven't got a schedule yet which I should I'm trying to keep it to kind of like weekends and midweek but some days you just you wake up and you really want to draw a pip scene and it's like no I, I have to post it yeah but the, the next step ideally is a discord I just need to find uh moderators people that understand discord more than me because there'll be a lot of those I don't know what I'm doing with it at all yeah, um, I'd love to get you an NRN and, and try to get you connected with um, anyone that would be able to help you. Honestly, that'd be really great. I uh, Yeah. Not too sure what I'm doing yet. It, it's hard. And I know that's like, but that's the thing is it, there's so many people out there willing to help. So you like, you know, you just have to ask and, and take the help. So yeah, I, I'd love to try to uh, get you connected with someone. Honestly, that'd be really great. I'd, I'd appreciate that a lot. I, uh, I had a friend message this week saying they'd be happy to help uh, with the social media management of PIP, which would be really nice because <laughs> I'm not the best. Yeah, it's like when you can get to where the artist can just focus on art, like that's the goal. Yeah, it should be at least. Yeah, I'm hoping we can get to that point soon. But I, I kind of enjoy. I feel like the nft space like i've been in a lot of meetings with a lot of people i've been in a lot of meetings where it's just like fog like i, I was working with a group recently and the whole group was at they were lovely but being in the call it was all men and one of them was particularly the loud talker and i just couldn't really get a wired in and it, it made it a, a real struggle to just get any work done because i mm-hmm it was like I was supposed to be the main artist, yet everything I said was irrelevant. And then I, re- I realized that day how little that actually has happened to me in the NFT space because it was kind of a standout experience. I was like, oh, that was really, really annoying. But it's, I've noticed a little bit less frequent. Like, I'll hop on a meeting uh, with some people in Web3 and they actually kind of want to hear what you have to say. They want to talk about art or they want to talk about crypto. And it's like, I know there's a similar interest there, which helps, but. I do feel like the NFT space has got a good way of attracting both the best and the worst people at the same time. And so there's a lot of just the the really best kind of people in here, which is nice. Yeah, I feel that, you know, and that's what I hope for this space is how you said, you know, you haven't really encountered that. I hope that that's not the norm as opposed to that's the norm in, in web two and outside of yeah. web three, but like web three, that is not going to be the norm. Yeah. It feels much more rare in web three, which I didn't expect. Yeah. Well, I can't I, wait I know, for the I'm... day someone in my normie life tries to explain NFTs to me. I'll be like, mm-hmm. Oh, that'd that's be nice. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait till somebody is interested in me trying to explain but that's a different conversation. Yeah, it's hard to find. <laughs> I remember telling my dad and like my family for the first time, like, oh, I'm doing NFTs now. And about 15 minutes later, he just ran off into the kitchen. He always does it. And he just ran off onto his phone. And like 15 minutes later, he comes in and he was like, 
So an NFT is a non-fungible token. <laughs> and he starts explaining like NFTs to me and it's like, yeah, I've just told you this is what I'm doing for a living. <laughs> like, it's like it. they can't understand it until <laughs> oh they read goodness. it for themselves yeah. yeah like they have to explain it to you to understand it themselves but it was it was sweet like that's the trick the though intentions. just make them think that they're explaining it to you and you're like yeah see you got it yeah, yeah. see you taught yourself <laughs> taught yourself something <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious well, you know, I'm super excited to see where Pip goes um, and, and your art in general. I, you know, I think I think your art is super awesome. Even though you think you have a long way to go, I think it's amazing. And I think, um, you know, I'm just super excited to see what this space does for you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. And so usually we ask all of our guests it, what advice they would give to somebody maybe an artist like yourself that wanted to start out in the space but they aren't really sure um they aren't really sure about it for me I would say either if you're going into it and you're already an established artist and you have a subject matter that you love drawing or you have something you love drawing then just go 100% it draw that as much as you can in as many cool ways as you can be creative with it try and draw it in a million different ways no matter what it is whether it's a character or a scene and just run with that and if you're talking to the right people and you're interacting with people and you've managed to find an NFT community that you can get into that enjoys your art then eventually people will start to pay attention and if you're going into it and you have no idea what you want to draw you know you want to be an artist in web3 but you have no idea how or what you want to draw in web3 then i would say find your doodles community like find whether it's like it could be a book nft or one of the other communities uh with a lower price point where it's there's a lot of great communities like communities not dependent on floor price exactly and it's if you really enjoy the art go and make some fun art for them make yourself useful in the community almost like i did (laughs) there's probably like 200 plus other edits or full scenes done for free since joining the community done out of just genuine excitement to draw them and my biggest regret is that my doodle's not in any of those sad anyway don't worry i'll 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 take note of it (laughs) i know but come on her art's so great (laughs) (laughs) i love drawing the doodle scenes i'll get a k-duck one in for sure appreciate that so yeah just basically get involved jump in don't be afraid to to show your work yeah, even if when you post, like when I when I first started posting, every single post felt super cringy and awkward, and I didn't know what I was doing, and it was awful. <laughs> and then like six weeks later, it's like, oh, I can't wait to go and like talk to these four random American people that that are into this one NFT tomorrow. Like today, it just it grows quickly. It's got to find some cool people. Yeah, you know, I think. I think even though you're just getting started, um, you know, in your in your NFT adventure, I think that you're such a great example for artists that are looking to get in the space, you know, of what it can do for them. You know, just hearing you talk about Pip, hearing you talk about how excited you are to, to post your art and, and sell your art and just share your art with the world. Like that that's really awesome. Yeah, I don't think it'll ever get any less exciting, honestly. The novelty's not wearing off. <laughs> I know that I, that's how I feel. And you know, exactly. I'm not even an artist, but just as from like a collector community member standpoint, 
I can definitely agree with that. Yeah, I'm, honest, I wake up in the morning thinking of the next scene. It's a, it's a nice place to be in. I bet you like see Pip scenes in your dreams, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly. So they say you should like keep a, a notepad next to your bed. So if you do have a dream, you wake up, you can jot down, you know, yeah. what you were dreaming. I saw that. I remember Googling trying to like lucid dream once, trying to figure out how you do it. And they would like keep a dream channel. And I just, I just quit the consistency of writing in it every day. Like I tried to keep a diary maybe 50 times growing up. I don't think I just couldn't do it. There's no way I'd end up writing every single one down. I'd forget all the good ones. Yeah, that's that's how it goes. I wake up and I'm like, I had a crazy dream, but I don't remember it. But I remember that it was crazy. Straight back to sleep. Yeah, you just wake up feeling weird or like mad or sad or like, what the hell just happened? (laughs) Oh, I hate those dreams that kind of just ruin your whole day for no reason. Like it'll be like four hours later and you're still thinking about it and it's not real. But just something course, happened yeah. in the dream that was infuriating, so your day is ruined. It's like, great. <laughs> Thanks, brain. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, Sushi, thank you so much for joining us tonight. You know, we're super excited to learn more about Pip and, you know, learn more about your inspiration behind that. And we're super excited to see to see where Pip goes. I'm, I'm excited to see Pip's sex adventure and, you know, his journey along the way or his or her i guess we never really define that yeah uh he but he it okay doesn't really matter whatever like pips whoever you want him to be it's just pip. Yeah. Pip's pip yeah i like that you know and that's how i feel about a lot of projects in the space and projects that make an effort like that i do appreciate so yeah that's very cool you know th- thank you for letting me come up, to, come up to talk about it it's always exciting yeah, I really appreciate it. Super awesome stuff you're doing. You know, keep it up and can't wait to see all your art. Thank you. I'll make sure our K-Duck doodle scene pops oh. up soon. <laughs> all right. I'm officially a sushi fangirl now. <laughs> I'll try and get that table. Just <laughs> oh, so that duck table. I saw it and it was, oh, it was perfect. Yeah, so I don't know if you saw Hill, but she tweeted a picture of this like um coffee table and it was like a rubber duck (laughs) and i was like oh my god i need that i don't think i have seen that well you should definitely go look at it it's like i've never seen a table like that to be honest but it's pretty cool like today the actual tables there that's how far back am i gonna have to scroll like two. oh i see it (laughs) can't stop thinking about this table Mm -hmm. (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah that table lives rent free in my head now yeah <laughs> <That's> perfect <laughs> but no, thank you guys truly for letting me come talk I, I really appreciate it yeah we appreciate you taking the time to join us that's all for this episode you can find us on twitter at NF Queens Podcast and stay tuned for next week bye bye